Ready, set, and go. We're off on the fast track here in the fast lane because we have a slew of good content coming your way, which is why before Trey and I make our projections that are sure to go up in smoke like hey, a Snoop Dogg concert. we're over 500. Well, we're, I'm just under 500, but you're over 500. No, we're both over 500. We're doing good. Yes, Trey. I can do math. Indeed. Well, not only that, but... We also keep receipts. And guess what? We keep receipts. Darn right, right we do. That comes do you believe? Do I believe? Of course I believe. Do you believe in that? Huh? Yes, I do. Not. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, we do here in the fast lane, and we believe we can get this show on the road, on the right track right now by rolling into the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. Some headlines that slipped through the cracks, like SMU raising $100 million after announcing the move to the ACC. They said they received and raised $100 million in pledges and support to support the transition in the first seven days after they announced a few weeks ago that they would leave the AAC and join the ACC, the All Coast Conference, Atlantic, Gulf, and Pacific Coast. Out of the three programs that come into the ACC, Stanford, Cal, and SMU, Stanford and Cal have the bigger cachet. They have the better history of success in terms of the non-revenue Olympic sports on which the ACC still prides itself. But in terms of who's serious about competing at a high level in football, SMU clearly does that to a different level than the much more apathetic Stanford and Cal. And hell hath no fury for sports fundraising quite like Texas billionaires who, according to TheAthletic.com, basically toss around the phrase, oh, what's a couple hundred million dollars? So, Trey, I'll ask you, what's a couple hundred million dollars? Um, nothing big. Indeed. Not at all. On to number four. Speaking of having access to that much. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. It's very simple that Congress has plenty of that. And that's why Congress has explored ways to help the Washington Commanders revamp RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. proper as a potential future home of the Washington Commanders with the goal of possibly tempting the Commanders to return to that site. This according to Sports Business Journal. It would be a smart thing to bring them back. There's a lot of work that area, though, needs in terms of its development to bring more people into the area and make it much more appealing. Because right now, people don't just have their left hand up. They also have hands out for a lot of wishes because it's not the most affluent part of Washington, D.C. Number three. The Washington Commanders ruling out tight end and former Virginia Tech and Brookville product Logan Thomas for Sunday's game against Buffalo due to his recent concussion. It's sad because the hit was dirty and the NFL didn't suspend Bronco safety Kareem Jackson, who is a repeat violator. In fact, two in the first two games of the year. But it's probably the right move, even though as a competitor, if you're Logan Thomas, obviously you would want to play in this. 
people heal from, heal from concussions differently. I've had a couple in my life. My brother's had more than I have. And the more he's had, the longer it takes to heal him. I can say that's true about mine as well. You can never be overly cautious with that, especially when you've already gotten me dollar, dollar bills, y'all. The way that Logan Thomas has done that. Number two. We mentioned yesterday, VMI and Liberty being put on the schedule for the Flames. The other scheduling announcement that has slipped through the cracks, the JMU Dukes agreeing to push back their 2025 game against Virginia Tech by one year to 2026 as a result of Virginia Tech looking to juggle their schedule along with JMU. And JMU will get an extra $300,000, up from $500,000 to $800,000 for making this move. Such is life when you're a group of five program, you take these type of concessions, but as we saw this year, and based on the trajectory of the programs, you'd safely believe that JMU could be competitive even when looking a couple of years down the line. And number one on the Fast Five at Five-ish. So close, yet so far away for the University of Virginia. To landing a five-star basketball player. They were a finalist once again. But this time, they didn't lose out to Alabama. Alabama also lost out to Duke along with Virginia on five-star prospect Khan Kanupal, who is a number, who is the number 16 prospect and the number seven small forward from Wisconsin. 6'5 wing, Jerry Ratcliffe.com founder, Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe, has stated multiple times he believed if Kanupal would have gone to Virginia, it would have put them in final four contention for the 2024-2025 season. Good pickup with the kid from Michigan a couple of days ago, but for Virginia, such is life, they still have yet to reel in that elusive five-star prospect. And once again, it's not impossible for them to win the ACC, make a run in March, especially in a sport where that avenue is open, but it's a long road to hoe as opposed to getting the shorter route of having a five-star player for a cherry on top of talent acquisition. And there is your Fast Five at Five-ish. From one transition to the other, like our cheesy segues that if you want to transition to your workout being as effective as possible, why not go to InsaneRadioDeals.com? Because when you buy CrossFit Athletic Club individual couple or family memberships, good for three months, or an entry into the Star City at Marathon and 10K, you'll get a $50 gift card. Thanks to the fine folks at Fleet Feet Roanoke. You'll get a gift card there to equip yourself with the apparel you need. Plus, so many other great shopping options await you at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Now, time for Trey and me to prove how right or wrong we are in our votes of confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good, makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence, inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. I don't know. Go ahead, Trey. <coughs> I was going to say, you can't say right or wrong. Right. We're positive here. We're going to say positive. Positive I, vibes. Positive vibes. Yes, Trey. We need all the help we can get here in the fast lane. Keep keep our keep our good record. So speaking of positive, I'm positive that this is ridiculous, that the line has come down from 9.5 to 7.5 for Virginia hosting NC State this evening. I'm taking NC State at 7.5. I took them at 9 earlier, or advised people taking them at 9. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Here's the thing, Trey. What has Virginia shown that they should inspire confidence? And not only that, but you know that NC State, while they may say they're not fired up, and maybe Brennan Armstrong isn't, oh, Dr. Bob clearly will be. And this will be the one game where everything actually makes sense from his offensive scheme. 
We know the law of how things work with the Wolf when there are great expectations, but the expectations have come crashing down. They've gone from a 9.5 to a 7.5 point favor. Meanwhile, for Virginia, when they can be proven wrong, especially in their home stadium, even if it's mostly Wolfpack fans, that's the case. Give me NC State 7.5, gobble it up, and I'm going over 47.5 because Virginia, good enough for a turnover or two to set someone else up with a shorter field. Uh, I agree with you. NC State plus seven and a half or minus seven and a half. Um, I'll take the under. Both offenses haven't looked that great. So uh, I'll take the under. Meanwhile, shifting over to tomorrow in a game that begins 10 a.m. on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and VTR in Southside. Line has also come crashing down from nine and a half to five and a half. Actually saw it as low as four and a half a little bit earlier today. I guess it's gotten steamed back up a little bit. Virginia Tech. At Marshall, Hokies are a five and a half point underdog with a point total of forty one and a half. Trey, you get to go first here. Uh, principal play again. Uh, I will take an FBS. I'll take a Power Five underdog against a group of five opponent. So give me Tech plus the five and a half, uh, and I will lean the under. I think Marshall can run the ball somewhat, uh, but uh, they they. But I, I think Tech. This this has vibes to that Liberty game. Last year, where Tech just just goes into a goes into a road opponent and kind of they have enough Power Five talent to to get the job done. I get your theory on that, which is why I'm taking Virginia Tech plus five and a half. I'm going under forty one and a half. Neither team is great throwing the ball, and on top of that, by tomorrow at noon when the game kicks off, or just after noon on the CBS Sports Radio Network app, indeed, ding ding ding, and windy. I don't trust these passing offenses in seventy three degrees and sunny. I sure am not trusting them in inclement weather. Meanwhile, we might get offensive galore in our second game. We'll join it in progress after Virginia Tech and Marshall. Are you sure about that? Um, not really, because I'm not confident in Alabama, which is why I've got Ole Miss covering the seven-point spread, and I will go under 55 and a half. I am trying to... This is... I feel... I have the same feeling about this game as I did with the Texas game, and I hate it, Ed. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I think Ole Miss wins this football game. It's some vibe with Lane Kiffin this week. Uh, I said he's auditioning for the Alabama coaching job. <coughs> they have the advantage at quarterback. They have a really good defensive line. The weakness in the Ole Miss defense is their secondary. I don't think Bama can exploit it. So give me Ole Miss at least covering the seven, and then I lean the under 55 and a half. While you're listening to Virginia Tech Marshall or the beginning of Ole Miss Alabama on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, you can also be watching Colorado try to cover a 21-point underdog spread at Oregon. I think Colorado can get the back door, which is why I go Colorado to cover. I think it's a 27-ish point game, and then Colorado gets that late touchdown to make it look closer and it also helps push the total over 70 and a half. Or the over is hitting for sure. Uh, Oregon covers the 21. Um, yeah, Colorado just will not get stops in this game. I'm going to say the same exact thing I'll, next week. Meanwhile, other games of note. Noon kickoff. Florida State two and a half point favorite at Clemson over under a 55 and a half tray. I've tempted this all week. I'm following through on it. I think Florida State's just a better team. I think this is where we see that they're better than Clemson. Their program has come a long way. And that Clemson's failure and inability or unwillingness to use the transfer portal leaves them with diminished talent in certain spots that Florida State can exploit, even with inclement weather in this matchup. Because FSU can run the ball, and they're good in the trenches as well, which is why I go FSU. I am going under 55 and a half, though, again, a weather play. Uh, principal play, Clemson at home. 
I think they win this game. I'm taking the over. I think they figured some things out offensively. I know it's against inferior opponents. That Duke game was so weird. I'm leaning towards taking it out, especially if they win this game. Um, I need to see it from Florida State against Clemson. So I'm taking Clemson to win this game, and um, I, I'll take the over. Time to roll fairly quickly. Notre Dame plus 3.5 at home against Ohio State, 55.5 the point total. OH in the over. I hope you're right on that. I'm going the other direction here. I'm drinking the Sam Hartman Kool-Aid in part because, you know, it would make Notre Dame have a Heisman contender if they could pull off the win. I watch out for this, though. You they bring still up this could if though. they lose. If they lose, here's the other thing to watch out for. Does Marvin Harrison Jr. exploit himself as being a guy that is a Heisman contender because he elevates that offense in a different way? As one GM said, I stopped watching tape because I knew we weren't going to be picking high enough to draft him. He'll Probably was Howie Roseman. Pick. Could well have been. Meanwhile, Liberty at FIU, I loved it at 10.5. I'll still take it at 10 for Florida International to cover at Liberty. Back-to-back -back road games. Liberty has looked shaky at certain spots in the game, and FIU has the ground game to move the ball. Liberty's games have trended over, so I've got FIU covering. It goes over 51.5. Uh, I agree with you in the over, but I'll take Liberty to cover. Meanwhile, NFL triple header starts at 12.30 this coming Sunday on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Saints, one-and-a-half-point underdogs at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay in the over. I'm going Green Bay in the over as well. I would take Green Bay on the money line, though, because it's a little bit extra juice in case it's a one-point game. Cowboys, 12.5-point favorites at the Cardinals. 43 is the point total. Um, Too many points for an NFL game. Cards in the under. I'm going Dallas in the under. I have no faith in the Cardinals. Just call me me of little faith. Meanwhile, Steelers, 2.5-point underdog at the Raiders. It's flirted around 3. I'd love it at that. I still take Pittsburgh at 2.5, and, and I go under 43. If anybody can muck up a game and they're okay with it, it's Mike Tomlin. The best unit on the field will be the Steelers' defense, so give me the Steelers in the under. Big bet I love. I love the Commanders at 6.5. I actually got them at 7 earlier, but I like them at 6.5 as well. I think they can keep it close against Buffalo, which is why I also go under 43.5. Here we go, Buffalo. Buffalo in the over. Xfinity race pick, Trey. Josh Berry. Justin Allgaier, same church, different pew. Cup race. Tyler Reddick. You know I'm doing it. My track, not really. My guy, definitely. Ty Gibbs makes me have to just find a way to love Texas for some stupid reason, especially according to the guy that chimed in on Front Stretch and Fast Lane Edley in the socials. Meanwhile, next four out in the cup are... 23-1-8-17. I'm going Busher, Bubba, Blaney, and Ross Chastain. When we return in the Fast Lane, we'll chat... A different kind of sports. We'll look deeper, by the way, into that Virginia-Notre Dame game or Virginia-NC State game around 535 with Paul Carcatero, who will be on the sideline. But when we return, so we give a little extra time for Kark, Dave Balls, ABC 13 WSET. They like to control a lot of things down there in Rustburg with the football program. They can't control Mother Nature, but would it benefit them if rain comes early? It's a topic we tackle next in the Fast Lane.